I'm in a bind, Nate. He's singing the hymns. He's trying Good to get night, to the Oh, oh, that's it. Oh, that's Mama Mia, the problem child proving to be a big problem for oh, Nate Robinson. My goodness. And of course... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Culture Sports Podcast. I'm your host, TK, and joining me as always is my boy, the unapologetic geek, Mr. Jairus Thomas. What's up, bro? What it do? What it do, man? We got so much to get into. Oh, yeah, man. Um, listen, man, I, I know you heard old, old Stokely saying she was in the bind. Well, God damn it, <laughs> Nate was in the bind too, bro. Now, he said us back so far. So far, man. Have you heard uh, Shannon Sharp and, and Skip Bayless talk about it? No, I, I no, missed that. Both of them was busting up. Like, Shannon, Shannon came at it from a semi-serious perspective at first, but then as he transitioned to Nate Robinson, like, really getting into the knockout itself, he started to laugh a bit. But with Skip Bayless goals, and it's like Skip Bayless is playing the straight, man. He's dead serious. Shannon Sharp is just busted up and then eventually Skip started laughing dog. I strongly encourage you to check that dialogue out. It was hilarious. Dog, the, the whole the whole thing was hilarious. Um, but, but, but before, you know, we talk about Nate, let me just say, I hope the niggas don't fight again. Uh, shout yeah, out to them for, yeah. Shout out to them for getting in the ring and, you know, whatever. Um, and the, the the whole production was it, it was cool. I, you know, Snoop was the Snoop was the most entertaining yeah, thing of the night. Easily, easily. Um, but dog to the point where he's shout out to Snoop. Uh, they him and uh they're teaming up to open a boxing league and yeah, the fight he's club. gonna commentate. Yeah, he's gonna commentate it. So he <laughs> like Snoop is nothing the man can't do when it comes to like commentating or displaying his personality. He's just one of those guys you plug him in and he's going to go. You can put right. him on CNN. He'd be great. Right. Right. Um, and like, man, Snoop dropped so many, you know, solid one-liners, dog. Uh, <laughs> the, the one the one that really stuck with me, though, was about Nate. When that nigga got dropped, Snoop was like, ah, oh, man, he from the hood. He'll be all right. That <laughs> <laughs> with it, uh, the the for the Roy Jones and Tyson fight, the uh, this is like two drunk uncles fighting at the cookout. No. That was hilarious, man. <laughs> no, hilarious. <laughs> that was hilarious. But um, in terms of Tyson, I think Tyson pulled punches. I really oh, hell yeah, though. Yeah, I, I think he was pulling punches. I think. Tyson may have had some mercy on Roy Jones and it, and this may be, you know, why the fight didn't look as great as it should have. Um, but it would have been quicker, dog. Yeah, I think Tyson could have knocked him out a long time ago, but, you know, they were just, it was an exhibition and they were just playing for the crowd and, and nostalgia and things like that. I don't know if I wouldn't want to see Tyson actually fight again, like in a, you know, in a real arena, like some overcoming boxer. Who's not quite the the man yet? And Tyson engaged. I will watch that. But Rod Jones, no, I don't want to see nobody again. No, Listen, I don't want to see Rod again. Um, Buster Douglas threw his hat in the ring. No, um, Evander Holyfield has thrown his hat in the oh ring. God. Hell no. Like I, this is not about to be the renaissance of old niggas boxing. 
Right. Like, mm-hmm. you know. And as, as two individuals who you are a big fan of boxing and I have a appreciation and love for it, I think, you know, we're like, okay, enough is enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All of y'all pass your primes. This is not Rocky Balboa or whatever the case may be. <laughs> let's just let's just focus on, you know, the boxes that we have now and let these guys get some shine. I know Nate was like, enough is enough. Dog. <sighs> let, let, let me just say, man, if you gonna call a nigga out for one, and then if you gonna be dropping all these vids of you flexing, posing, you know, I mean, talking cash shit. You can't go in there and do what, do what he did. I you mean, you can lose. I, I get lose. Everybody takes an L, dog. But you cannot take an L like that. If you're going to go out, go out like Conor McGregor did. Conor McGregor stepped in a realm that he was unfamiliar with, and he held up against Floyd Mayweather for 10 rounds. Yeah. Like, do that. Don't come out saying you're going to knock somebody out for the culture. The culture didn't ask for you for the the first part of it. Then we're looking at the climate. Then your opponent is a Trump supporter. Like, no, don't set us up that way. Your, your opponent is a cultural appropriating, mm-hmm. you know, BLM hating Trump supporter. Yeah. Like, it, you know, man, I, I, I really try not to make everything black and white, man, but... Mm-hmm. You know, Nate really kind of made it that way. And, <laughs> you know, he made it black and white. Then Cuz made him see all black. Yeah. Yeah, dog. Definitely. That was that was terrible, man. That was one that was one of those moments in time where you're just looking at it and like you laugh, but then you think back on it like, God damn, man, he won out. <laughs> right. He is one of ours, man, and represented himself as such. Right. And then you 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 do that and then you go in there and the end result is you get knocked out for six hundred dollars a pack of cools and uh you know a, a bottle of hen. Right. And you you instantly became a meme, a a a, a meme. Like you world know. renowned meme. He's gonna that meme is gonna be displayed for quite some time. I don't know if I've ever seen someone lay on the canvas quite like he was. And then I don't know the last time I saw someone actually had to bring the stool out to the middle of the ring and prop you up, bro. Dog, I, I don't think I've, I've ever <laughs> seen that. And like like you said, I love boxing, dog. I have seen hundreds of, right. of, of fights, and I honestly don't remember that. Like, nah, because normally they just roll you over and they just let you catch your breath on the ground. Man, they brought the, they brought the stool out to the middle of the ring and propped the nigga up on it, man. At first they was like, "Don't touch it, don't look at it." Right? <laughs> it's like they made they made like a a barrier around him, man. Like he was a crime scene or something, and they was just like, "Nobody touch it, nobody look at the nigga, man." And uh, like, what are, what are we doing then? Then he was like, I'm doing it from my NBA bros and all this kind of shit, man. Like, if you, but you can see from the beginning. And it's a Jake, it's Jake Paul that fought. Logan Paul is the other one. Yeah, it's Jake. I believe it's Jake. 
if you look at it, when Jake hit him that first time and Nate kept charging, it was almost like Jake was surprised. He was like, is this a trap or something, man? Like, like what is this nigga doing? So then he hit him again. He's just knocked his ass out. So shit. Like, dog, listen, man, you you can tell who who was you know prepared. Like, you know, Jake's been doing this for a while too. Yeah, like I, I think it's going on maybe about two years he been been training. Like you know, according to him, he's very serious about Yeah, he is. He has a passion for it. Becoming a boxer. Mm-hmm. Um and I didn't I didn't realize dude was that young. I I don't follow him on, on YouTube or yeah. you know any of any of the socials. Um I I, I remember him from uh seeing him with what's what's his name, King Batch. Uh, yeah, they used yeah, to, yeah. Oh, uh, when they was on the vine. That's what I remember him from. But you know, I never really fo- followed him. And I mean, he young. He only twenty three. Uh, mm-hmm. Hell, Wilder started. He was twenty one. So right. I mean, we it can be done. Um, but you could tell, dog, in 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 the fight, like dude, dude has some technique. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He he has some. Yeah, he has some real skill. Well with and it kind of reminds me, like, this ain't easy, man. Boxing at a competitive level, like doing it for a workout, yeah, that's one thing. But boxing at a competitive level is not easy. It's not It's not one of those things that because you played in one sport, you can pick it up and play in another one. Right. You have to have a certain mentality. And it reminds me of when CM Punk tried to go to UFC. And his first opponent was this, this young kid, man, really young kid. And, you know, they were – it was one of those things where – if the kid knocks him out, you know, of course, there's some instant notoriety. But if CM Punk wins, you know, it kind of gets his legs up on him in UFC. And having a wrestling background, that's only part of mixed martial arts. Like, you got to be able to strike. You got to be able to, to ground and pound, things of that nature. And CM Punk, from the beginning, he took it seriously. But he didn't, to me, have the mentality that he wants to go in and hurt the other person. And that was evident by going to press conferences and trying to shake his opponent's hand and be a gentleman and all that kind of shit. Nah, you have to have a different mentality coming in. And that's why he got he got tore out the frame right. quickly in UFC. And Nate Robinson definitely treated it like a game and got treated as such, man. Like, that knockout was vicious. It's hilarious. But when you just oh, slow down the tape, hilarious. if you slow down the tape and look at how hard Jake Paul hit him, Bruh, god damn man! Honestly, dog, he was done after the first one. Yeah, he was. He was like, out on the, to me. He was out on his feet. Yeah, yeah. After you the know, first. after the first one, he dropped him as soon as he stood up. He started charging <laughs> him like you know what I'm saying. That's that that's that's the shit you see in the streets, dog. Yeah, dog, and that's you how know? they came in. Like it was some street shit that it was. Like it, it, it wasn't one of those anything goes where if a nigga hit you, you could pick up something and go <laughs> at it. Like all you have is your hands and your training. And right. Nate apparently had neither. <laughs> like it, 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 and I'm not I'm not saying this to dog that man, because you know, for I, I, I respect anybody for getting in that ring, you know what I'm saying? I respect anybody for for taking that. You know, upon themselves to, to try it, but you know, like like Shannon said, dog, you can't play boxing, dog. No, nah, you can't. And that all. nigga was playing. Yep, and got played. Right, and 
you know, Nate has spawned, well, not not Nate, more so Jake. Jake has spawned other folks to, uh, you know, come at him. Um, 52-year-old Antonio Tarver, like, you know, <laughs> I'll baptize you to the sport if you want to really fight a real boxer. All right, all right. You know, uh, I think Tarver uh, could, could get him, but. Oh, Tarver I, definitely. Look, now, once you've been a, a champion, yeah, I don't care how washed you are. Roy Jones could have watched Jake Paul the other day. I it, it's just something that don't sit right in my spirit seeing a twenty three year old punch a fifty two year old. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? I I wholeheartedly believe Antonio Tower could give him that work, you know, mm-hmm. because he he's he's mastered the sweet science of boxing, right? You know what I'm saying? Just, just off of instinct and technique alone, he'll get it. But again, dog, Paul is like 6'1, 180, 190. He ain't no little dude, you know. Yeah, he so, ain't. so that, you know, I, I, I just don't want to see that. I also don't want to see, you know, other non boxing athletes jump into the fray, like, like Le'Veon Bell called him out, dog. You know, and then he posted some workout videos of him, you know, jabbing the, the mitts and and all of that, dog. And you know, I saw it, and I'm like, you need to be concentrating on instead of concentrating fighting Jake Paul. You need to be ch- concentrating fighting off COVID that's <laughs> running rampant through the NFL right now. All right, like, COVID running harder than Derrick Henry right now, and, and, and that's hard. That's hard as fuck. COVID kind of strikes me. And yes, we've given COVID a, 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 a embodiment. Um, it kind of strikes me as a type of, of creature or person that says, oh, y'all niggas still don't believe in me. So right. let me show you right quick. Right. Like, it seems like every other day we, we get that, allow me to reintroduce myself. <laughs> My name is Cole. Right. Exactly. This, this is exactly it. He comes in and, and he's like, all right, you sitting down this week. You sitting down this week. Right. Nigga, I'm going to take you for two weeks because you was talking mad shit about me. Right. That's how COVID comes off to me. It, like like Oprah giving away with them cars. Right. Yeah. It, it, dog, here's my whole thing. As I, I think, I think you know, especially like, look, look at the shit Denver did, dog. Four quarterbacks. You know, four Duh. on the same team, Duh. not following protocol. I'm I think if they down. start, I think if they start mm-hmm. taking these dudes' money for violating that shit. Let me tell yeah. you, man. I broke it down. I like to break stuff down in the sports realm, or really any other realm that my wife is up for me with. I like breaking down to her to see how a regular person would react to this kind of news. So I went through and I said, okay. Here are the COVID protocols. Here's what happens if you're diagnosed with COVID and anyone around you is. Then I got to the big the big hook and told her Denver has to play a game with no quarterbacks. And she just sat there stone-faced and was like, so they still playing? And I'm like, yeah. The NFL has said, we're not going to, to uh, cater to your ineptitude to follow directions. At the end of the day, whatever you all roll out, no matter how much it embarrasses us and you, 
we're going to let you go out there like that. In Denver, they, didn't they try to get a coach to play quarterback who was a former quarterback? That was yeah. wild. And they ended up going with someone who played receiver who was on their practice squad being their quarterback. And, dog, first of all, after the first half, the only pass they completed was an interception. And they only attempted it twice. Like, that game was unwatchable. I saw it on NFL primetime. And Boomer was like, we're not making fun of them. This is ridiculous. Right. <laughs> like, and then they were saying, but they said it in such a way, like, yeah, we understand that the Denver Broncos actually tried to get someone out there who had played quarterback before, but at the same time, we understand what the league is saying. And they're like, we're tired of that, those first two weeks when they were doing all that delaying and canceling games, that shit is out the window now. Right. You got to go out there with whatever it is you have. Right. Uh, sh- shout out to, to Kendall Hinton. Um, that's, yeah, that's who yeah, yeah, yeah. the brother was, man. Like, a big part of me was hoping, like, he just got out there and just stunning, you know, stunning on him, dog. Like, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to see that so bad. You know, that's just the blackness in me wanting to see a, a brother who's put in the extremely absurd, extremely impossible situation. You know, I, I wanted to see him overcome. But it was just too much, dog. Yeah, it was too much. First of all, the Saints defense has been lights out. Hell yeah. You know, just just with that. Second of all, like dude played quarterback at Wake Forest in college. <laughs> um, and he he came to the league, you know, as a wide receiver. But like to go, they had, I think, 12, 14 hours to get him ready. Mm-hmm. Like He's- Wildest, it was the wildest day of his life, like 24 hours of his life. Yeah, like, dog, you you go from being on the practice squad as a wide receiver, you know, you had taken zero reps as a quarterback since you left college. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't even throw passes in the in the wildcat, like, like nothing. And it would have been tough against any defense, but the way the Saints have been playing lately, yeah, it was a wrap. It was a wrap before he even stepped on the field. Right. Like, you know, dog, it, it, I, I I felt, I really felt bad for him, man. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but but he, I, I respected the fact that, that Cuz got out there. He he didn't lay down. No, nah, he didn't. You know, he just got Nate Robinson. <laughs> and that, that wasn't on him. Yeah. Yeah, that, that game was rough, man. That game was... Oh my god, it was terrible. But then you get to the Ravens and Steelers game, which was delayed several times before finally being played on Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday at 2:40 in the afternoon. In the afternoon, just out of nowhere, we had football. And it was also yeah, it was kind of atrocious too. Um they did have like high a lot higher ratings than what people expected, though. That's that yeah. just goes to show the love of football in America. Yeah, the power in the, of the NFL is my god. Um, but Robert Griffin got hurt early, and that game was a bit of a slog. But then you got the Steelers are complaining because they had a bye week taken away from them for one team not being able to to uh, follow the protocols in the Tennessee Titans, and then they their schedule now they claim their schedule is significantly off because the Ravens couldn't you know handle their business, which kind of feeds into their rivalry. Um, and Lamar Jackson, of course, 
didn't play. So the Ravens had fallen to six and five. Like, and who could have called that? Right. Uh, but yeah, mainly because he was unavailable because he was the one that actually had COVID and uh, so did Dobbins. And who else? Was it Mark Ingram also? It was, it was, it was Dobbins. It was Ingram. It was Andrews. The most valuable parts of your damn offense yeah, had COVID-19. It was, it was Lamar. So basically, your whole offense, uh, I forget the, the couple of defensive players that had mm-hmm. it. But, you know, like, <sighs> man, they're they not, they, they just not taking it serious enough, man. Um, they're not. And my whole thing is, like, if you want to jeopardize yourself, your livelihood, that's on you. But goddamn it, when you fucking with my fantasy squads and you <sighs> keeping me from making the play, oh, bruh, like, dog, I just, I, I, I needed one goddamn player, bruh, to get me sixteen points, dog. Let me tell you something, man. I, they, <laughs> they, they killing fantasy, bruh. If you win. In fantasy football this year, I don't care if it's for money or whatever, just for bragging rights. You pat yourself on the back, you earned that win. Right. By far, and I've been playing fantasy football for over a decade. This is by far the most difficult season of fantasy football I've ever had, period. From the COVID-19 diagnosis to players getting inexplicably hurt, like, Christian McCaffrey has cost me so many victories this year. And I've been able to salvage it and still make the playoffs despite having him on my team. But he, I had him for two games. Lights out, as always. He got right. hurt, missed about, what, six or seven weeks. Came back, was lights out again, and got hurt that same game at the end of it. What the fuck? Like, and that's just one of many crazy-ass examples like you have to be on it. You have to be on the waiver wire this time because between COVID-19 and just crazy ass injuries, man, uh, Raheem Morrison is another one just killing me (laughs) in some of my leagues. How about this? I got him and McCaffrey on the team together. Oh, Lord. Dog. We play for money in that league. Yeah, like the free leagues. It is. I don't care. Yeah. But (laughs) You know, like I'm, I'm in a couple leagues, man. You know, I'm in one where you know first prize was uh was two stacks, um, two stacks in the bottle, ace of spades. The, the bottle is the the, the trophy, you know. What I'm yeah. Saying? And nigga, I'm I'm finna be six and seven, I believe. Jeez. I'm, I'm gonna miss the playoffs. Um, another league that I'm in, I, I drafted McCaffrey. I had a second pick. Mm. The dude ahead of me took. Saquon Barkley, I took McCaffrey. <laughs> we both fucked up. Sick. <laughs> I'm both sick. Yeah, we both sick, dog. Um, Damn. Only the, the the saving grace for me is the, is is the setup of the league. We on Yahoo, so you only mm-hmm. have to play one running back. Oh, okay. Okay. So you know, I had, I I had, I got James Robinson, dog. Oh yeah. Okay, you straight. You yeah. Straight, yeah. Man. I got I got Robinson and then you know I, I just been sniping on the waiver wire man and you know I ended up with David Montgomery I ended up with uh, Devonta Freeman and Wayne Gallman so 
you know, I'm, I'm still in the mix, but that McCaffrey hurt me, dog, because when points points scored, you know, no, like, PPR. I'm, yeah, in the PPR, oh and then God. like like the overall point scored in the league, dog. I'm in like the last spot to make the playoffs, but we all got the same record from four to eight. Mm-hmm. But so know, it's it's the difference between a win and a loss, and in some cases, it's the difference between points scored. Exactly. Yeah, I get it, man. That's stressful. I wish you'd have been the best of luck though going uh going forward and entering into to Sunday, man. But that's that's nuts. Um so I mentioned, you know, before we got on, I had a funny story about Lamar Jackson. In one of my money leagues, this is the other one, the one with Ryan Morster. I, I actually got Austin Eckler and I just picked up James White, who has benefited gratefully great greatly from uh Burkhead being hurt. So that team, I like they got some high scores, but they're high scores on playoff teams. So I can kind of finagle this and I may be able to navigate, but that's the one with the lower price, the one with the higher price, which is going for about five hundred dollars is the is the the uh max or whatever. I ain't high rolling yet doing two stacks. My God, I I'd be going crazy doing that shit. But um and then, not only is it two stacks, but if you if you get last place, you have to wear a pink sash and take pictures. And they post it on the gram and on Facebook. Hey. So, so this dog, this league is, in the words of Gucci, stressful. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely, dog. Because well, you, you definitely want to win, but you definitely don't want to be the last place guy. Uh, but in one particular league, I'm currently ten and two. I lost my first game. Went on about a seven or eight game winning streak after losing that first game. Being lost on a fluke, man. Like it was one of those days where nobody showed up. Uh, and so I just lost that one. Then I won the next couple, so I ended up ten and two. Yeah, the other day I'm on the waiver wire, uh, as I always do, and I'm looking around for players. Dobbins is on the waiver wire. I was like, okay, he's he's coming up. He's kind of eclipsing Ingram, so I go ahead and put in a waiver for him. Then I see something that just threw me completely off. I'm like, I got to be seeing shit. Lamar Jackson is is available. He's just sitting there. My quarterback is Jared Allen. My backup quarterback is Cam Newton. Um, So I'm just looking. I'm like, nigga, what? I put in a way before. The next day, I get Dobbins. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm okay with not getting Lamar Jackson. I go to free agency again, just to, you know, have fantasy football owners. We spend a ton of time on the free agent market. Lamar Jackson is still there. So I'm looking at the waiver order. I'm in last place because I got the number one seed. He doesn't clear waivers until today, Saturday. I woke up this morning. I had Lamar Jackson on my team. Yeah, I immediately group text everybody. And I said, how did y'all let me get Lamar Jackson on the waivers? The guy who had him also had, he drafted Lamar and Patrick Mahomes. Lamar was going to be his backup. Never traded Lamar away. And people were, we were kind of giving them a hard time about it because we're like, it's not a two quarterback league. Why did you draft both of them so early or whatever? He never traded for him. 
for whatever reason, he inexplicably just lets him go uh, during the COVID situation. And so my thing is this, and this is why I mentioned the six and five record earlier. If you know anything about fantasy football, six and five with a superstar quarterback is a godsend. Because that means what? He's going to keep playing and get into the playoffs and secure a good spot. Dog, pray for your boy. Be praying for your boy, man. Because now it's based on matchups. I can swap out Jared Allen or Lamar Jackson just depending on the week, man. And we're entering the playoffs next week. I ain't got that type of luxury. Dog. Who you got on your quarterbacks? I won't. On one, on, on, damn. So I'm only going to talk about the, I mean, I'm in four leagues. So <laughs> okay. I'm only going to, I'm only worried about the two that I'm making the playoff in. Mm-hmm. Like last week, dog, I lost, like I, I have been having health problems all season in, in one, one league. Uh, and, and in this league, first place is, is 900. It pays out nine six, nine six and three, first, second, and third. And um, I needed, I needed my boy Chris Carson to get me sixteen, no nineteen or whatever it was. But anyways, I'm out to playoffs from that, so I don't even care about that. Now the other team that I'm worried about, my starting quarterback is um. Deshaun Watson. Okay. And I'm good with that. But now that, that that Will Fuller is out six games because of PDs, you yeah, know, now, yeah. now I'm like, fuck, man. Like, Imagine having him. Like it and and you know, my my partner in the other league, he got Deshaun and Fuller, and that really that's gonna really hurt him. But not having Fuller hurts me, you know, because now he's just depending on uh, Brandon Cooks and and Kuti and whichever variation of tight ends they they using. I think um, I think Cobb is hurt now. They got rid of Kenny Steele. Like you get rid of Steele, let him go, and then Will Fuller get popped. Yeah, yeah, that's tough, man. And so I didn't realize Fuller got got all that time, bro. But I, I will say that like like this squad that I got is is built to win, dog. You know, um, I got I got Deshaun Watson is my starter. My two star running backs is David Montgomery and James Robinson. Um, my two star wide receivers is uh, Michael Thomas and Keenan Allen. Travis Kelsey is my starting tight end. Uh, Justin Jefferson is my flex wide receiver, and uh, Young Way Koo is my kicker from Atlanta. And uh, like on my bench, man, I got Murray from New Orleans, I got Chase Edmonds from Arizona, I got Lizzie from uh, Denver, I got Hoop as my backup tight end, Jameson Crowder, Cleveland defense, and Michael Pittman Jr. I don't, I don't have a backup quarterback. Damn. God damn, man. But in the last three weeks, dog, I have scored, I have put up 180, 182, and 190. 
Yeah. And I and I started the season off two and five with this team because of injuries. And now I'm 75. That's depressing. Yeah. Damn, man. But the crazy part is we was talking about points. It's two, it's the 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 division I'm in, dog. I could actually win the division if the two in front of me lose and I win this last week. Cause I get them on points. Bro, like I said, I'm pulling I'm pulling for you, dog. I hope that's the case. I, I need it because you know that first round buy is everything, dog. You get that first round buy, you yeah. automatically in the money. Yep. So yeah. I need that shit. Dog, I think you're gonna get it, man. I think you're so, gonna get it. Yeah, man. It's it's football has been tough, man. Um, I'm gonna tell you what's been tougher though. It's been tougher being goddamn Doc Rivers, dog. <laughs> dog, is he not getting buried right now by his Paul George in particular? Dog, listen, man. <laughs> okay, you get fired on your day off. I get it. You you should have. It, it that was a long time coming. But then to have the nigga who basically laid down on you and went three for sixteen in the in in the game. Seven to Denver, throwing you under the bus, blaming you. Like, dog. And, and this is the same nigga who cheated on your daughter with an Instagram thought. Nah, it's 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 so many layers, man. <laughs> it's so many layers before you even get to that, man. Like Doc Rivers is taking so many L's, bro. It blew another 3-1 lead. Like, and then you got this. I can't stand Paul George. I can't stand Paul Joy, and this team looks like a disaster. And to be honest, he's so talented, but he doesn't show up when you need the talent the most. Right? You see what I'm saying? So you may as well just go ahead and try and 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 just trade him off, get something. Don't nobody want that shit though, dog. Like they they stuck with him, bro, because. The, the return on investment with that nigga, you won't you will be in you will be in the hole. Like they won't be able to really recoup anything compared to what they gave up to get him. Right. So it's it's like you know you you might as well ride the wave out with him and with low management man. So <laughs> low management man, bro, really. No, he listen, man. He 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 getting the pass, you know, cause cause hell, I think him and George went like eight for thirty eight or nine for thirty eight, dog. Yeah, in that game ridiculous like that. And another thing, man, like, what did they walk away? Because both of them their last years this year on contract. That's the storyline. I don't think enough people have kind of just paid attention to. What they like? We this just isn't gonna work, and both of them walk away, man. Now, as far as Paul George, Paul George just doesn't. I mean, I probably don't believe he doesn't believe he's as good as everybody sees he is, and that plays into his failures. I think Kawhi is the inverse. Kawhi is believes his own hype. Kawhi is a great player, but I think he just feels like he doesn't have to show up the way the others do. And then it picks impacts them in that way. And he's not a leader. Last year proved to me that Kawhi was not a leader and 
going back to hero stories about the Toronto Raptors, it doesn't sound like he was really a leader there. He was just the nucleus of of how to get shit done on the court. And the rest of the team, Kyle Lowry was the leader of that team, from my understanding. So if they can't he had enough around him in Toronto to hide those deficiencies. Exactly. Those deficiencies on leadership. If they don't run it back again and he's a free agent, man, it's going to be interesting talking about free agent uh, season the next year. And yeah. I definitely believe Paul George is going to end up going to the Lakers. No. I, I truly do believe that's where he's going to end up landing. Now, or he's going to try to go there because LeBron might shut that shit down. And by that time, it'll be AD's team. And AD might shut it down also. So, I don't know. Speaking of that team, the rumors about Giannis uh, wanting to possibly play with the Lakers, which I think they took a hit because uh, AD just got the Supermax. But also want to pair up. AD got the Supermax, and Braun just got did the two years for yeah. 85. Yeah, so... I don't think Giannis stays in Milwaukee. I know we're on the deadline. We're approaching the deadline for when he can sign the Supermax deal with them extension. I don't believe he stays. Where do you believe he even goes? Man, I know Miami had been like the uh, the big the, the, the biggest name, you know, rumored mm-hmm. destination. Um, that would actually be a a a good a good spot for him then you you got golden state has been has been tossed around in the mix um that would be a a good spot like all i'm gonna say is wherever he goes if he goes somewhere where he's not looked upon as the guy as the face of the franchise the leader He's gonna thrive, cause he he had no pressure, dog. Like you he, put he, him. Notice he said he doesn't mind deferring. That was right. Like, it really popped out of my right. Like he you you put him with say Jimmy Butler, dog. Miami gonna be a tough out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they tough anyway with with Butler, but you you add a Giannis on there with with Bam protecting the, the rim. With with Duncan Robinson and, and Tyler Hero, you know, shooting that 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 rock, you know, from from the corner from anywhere, basically, you like you got the the spacing of that team could be crazy, dog. Mm-hmm. It could. I think in in that same vein of what you're saying, I think if he pairs up with Steph Curry, that's the one I want the most out of all of them. I believe he and Steph Curry. Uh, I don't know if Draymond is still around at that point, but by that time, Clay Thompson will be back, hopefully. Oh, by the way, man, that's it, it just sucks him not coming back. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh, but you have Giannis, uh, Weissman. Weissman can kind of spread the floor. Um, you know, having a shooter of of Clay Thompson or Steph Curry, I mean, Steph Curry's caliber eliminates the need for Giannis to develop a jump shot, which I don't think he wants to do. Just the just imagining how crazy their team would be makes me want him to go there the most. But Miami is definitely my second uh, best destination for him. Right. 
he will be looked at kind of as the man, but that's clearly Jimmy Butler's team, and I think that's something that Giannis needs. Either way it goes, wherever he goes, he's going to put himself in a situation where he can have a dynasty. He can just start wheeling off these rings with no issue. Right. By the way, Brooklyn, that Kyrie shit, that ain't going, that ain't it, bro. I'm telling you. Miami will be able to kick their ass. We haven't even seen how KD is going to look. I hope he looks remotely close to, like, right. even even if he's just a spot-up shooter, he's still more dangerous than half of the league. But I just don't see it working. I don't see them being together long at all, Kyrie and, and KD. I know they're saying all this stuff about them being good friends and all that. I do not see it happening. Kyrie is too moody. He's too volatile, and KD is volatile as well. Right. Man, all I'm saying is everywhere Buddy has been is went sour. Yep, quickly. Everywhere. Like, you know, I and and, and the thing is they 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 have players dog, you know, mm-hmm. they uh uh Levert, Dinwiddie, you know, uh um from from the Clippers, what, what's his name? The uh, under uh, ah, the center man, you know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, um, Jordan, the under yeah. Jordan, yeah, yeah. yeah so, he, he, I just it has no appeal. It doesn't like they look great on paper. Don't get me wrong, but. And the East is wide open. That's another thing. But the way I saw the Heat play cohesively to be together for only one year, that team is only going to get better. Right. The Boston Celtics are probably going to be the team that ends up in the finals next year. Think so? Because Jason Tatum has gotten better every goddamn year. And now if, if, if that trend holds, he's going to be ready to enter that kind of superstar status next year. And uh, so they look good in that regard. Those are two teams that that they'll have to even go through. And then you have the wild card with the Wizards. I think Russell Wilson, I mean, Russell Westbrook, I always do that. Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal are going to thrive together. I don't think they're a, a, a championship threat by any means, but I can see them eliminating a team in the playoffs that they probably yeah. shouldn't have a chance to get. Well, I tell you what, though, the the strip the strippers down here are happy that John Wall has joined has joined Look, the team. If you ever considered having a stripping career in Houston, now's the time to go ahead and just because you got two people who just love strip clubs at this point together, and John Wall, one of which, in John Wall, that does not give a fuck. He he gonna spend that watching the Wizards money. <laughs> Any way he can, bro. Right. That's the stimulus package right there. He keeping the whole economy going. Him and James Harden together. Boy, they they about to they about to put a flock of them through school, dog. <laughs> and and then you you know you throw Boogie Cousins in the mix. Yeah, like it, it's gonna be wild, dog. Nah, but I do think days. I do think, dog. Um, that team might can make a little noise, man. I mean. You got Harden, so you're going to make the playoffs. Right, exactly. You know, that's just 
the the wild card is Boogie. Mm-hmm. What will he be? That's that's my whole whole thing. Exactly. You know, it's it's gonna uh, it's gonna it's gonna be an interesting season, man. Uh, and I'm I'm actually looking forward to it, bro. I I still say Lakers in five. I don't give a damn who it is. Yeah, yeah. I think like with the crumble. With the crumbling of of the Clippers, I think it's all them unless Dallas unless Porzingis, which I think he just got hurt again, unless Porzingis can stay healthy long enough or somebody else on on Dallas steps up, I think uh, the Lakers just just peel through. And of course, the Nuggets, of course, they can improve. That's going to be a great team going forward. Uh, Utah is going to be solid. Phoenix probably is going to surprise us the most. Everywhere Paul goes, they make the playoffs. Exactly. I think they're going to surprise us the most. And I think has has Chris Paul ever had a, a score of the caliber of Devin Booker to play with? Man, I, I have to go back and look, man, because Paul been in the league so long, man. Yeah. Once you get this sifted through all the teams he's been on, bro, it's because this is his what his fourth team. Uh, I think so. New Orleans, yeah. Clippers, uh, OKC, Rockies. Now this is fifteen. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but he money, he money everywhere he goes, and so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty interesting. Wouldn't this be his last year? Yeah, that's somebody else you got to watch out for the Lakers session of Chris Paul and LeBron have always wanted to play together. Yeah, at this point, man, it it'll be kind of like Tyson and, and and Roy Jones, man. Like, you know, a bunch of years, <laughs> a bunch of years too late, you know, that for us to be like, yeah, like, and because because you know, like LeBron ha- has not been affected by age, dog. Yeah, he hasn't. Like at at all. So, but we, you know, we talking in, in two years, like. Where, where he's gonna be at? It's it's hard to say, but the way he he's conditioned and the way you know, barring major injuries, dog. In two two three years, LeBron could still be a, a eighteen and eight dude. Yeah, that's true. You know, he he can still be that. So it's gonna be interesting to see, dog. I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to. It. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. Now, um, you know, I, I know you. I know you're a wrestling fan, dog. Huge uh, mm-hmm. wrestling fan, and I, I saw some news. Uh, and you know, I, I I see shit in past, and I don't really keep up with it, man. But I saw that you know the Undertaker finally finally hung it up, man. Um, after shit, it seemed like thirty. 30 years or, or somewhere up in there. Like, I remember him w- when I was young, you know, when I yeah, still if had, I'm, a, if I'm had not mistaken, a bedtime. Yeah, if, it's, if I'm not mistaken, it's about 30 years. It's about 30 years that he that he wrestled, so you're right. So, uh, you know, I saw a lot of people say he should have been dead, this man. Um, and as somebody who, who, who watches wrestling like you do, how accurate is that? 
Uh, yeah, man. He he hung it up. He actually came in um, at Survivor Series, which is where he made his debut about 30 years ago. And he just came in and cut a promo, man. It was very, very heartfelt considering the character that it was coming from. Of course, as, uh, as Mark Calloway is prone to do, he did it in character as The Undertaker, not the American badass, where he was kind of playing himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just kept it, kept it quick. He had a bunch of people come out to the ring to kind of pay tribute to him, family and friends. And uh, he just laid it out there. He said, it's time to let them to take a rest in peace. So it was perfect, a perfect way for him to go out. And the biggest, uh, the biggest tell that this is it for him is he's doing interviews more than ever, now more than ever as himself. Right. He had that, that belief that the character comes first. Wherever I am, I'm the Undertaker. Whenever you see me on TV, that's who I am. I'm the Undertaker. And now to see you know him giving these in-depth interviews mm-hmm. with so many years of stories, great stories, uh, all over the place from ESPN to the WWE Network. And, and uh, I saw him on Hot Ones on YouTube, which was wild. To see the Undertaker doing all that, this dude is hanging it up. And uh, his last match was uh, a cinematic match between he and AJ Styles. And AJ Styles is probably the best wrestler in the world right now. And the story was so well done, it kind of indicated that this was it for him as well. And, you know, Undertaker lost a, he lost a lot as far as, you know, a step in the ring. He wasn't that same wrestler. And people got to the point where they kind of were feeling bad for him. That cinematic match was so good, and you can see it on YouTube in its entirety. It was so good and a great way to close out that character that there's no reason for him to come back. And he said in an interview on his documentary that he felt like now was the time because he couldn't get any better than what he had with AJ Styles, and he wanted to go out on top, and he's doing that. So shout out to The Undertaker, Mark Calloway. You will be missed. But dog, them knees, the way they was looking in the last couple of matches, it was time to go. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh like I said, like I it's it's been so long, man, since I watched him. Um, and I, you know, as a kid, I, I love watching him, man. I, I thought him and Paul Bear was like, you know, the craziest. Oh my god! Craziest shit ever, you know the the casket matches and, and and all of that shit, man. Um, I just think you need to go and take Sting and the rest of them with him. Dude, they all they all should just chill together. Sting showing up in AEW, which is now WWE's biggest competition. I was like, why? I was so thrown off by that. Him just just coming in, and then they signed him to a multi year contract. I'm like. For what? Now, if he's a manager, of course. Of course. Like, we love managers almost as much as the in-ring talent itself. Now, Sting better not get in the ring in 2021. I don't think he's going to do it. If he is going to get in the ring, I don't think it's going to be this year. 2021? Hell no, man. They... Dog, you know, it's, it's... I guess when you do something that that you love and, and it's all you've ever known, it's hard to let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and you know we we've seen that with boxes staying in too long um we've seen that with with uh you know football players staying too long honestly we seeing that now with tom brady you know if the hater and me want to just 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 be what it is um you know he he had thrown a, a, a deep pass this week seven i'm, I'm just throwing it out there. i ain't hating nothing but i am uh, Antonio Brown going there was purely emotional. It had to be. Because if he played with Russell Wilson, that team would have been better. That offense is already and Russell Wilson throws one of the best deep balls out here. He would have been fine had he gone there. Yeah. Yeah. I um <clears throat> the one the one good good thing I, I hope to see out of this is Antonio just keep his cool keep his mouth shut, still play. Mm-hmm. And he going to hit the free agent market next year and, and somebody's going to snatch him up because he still got it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, like he, he still got it, man. But, you know, it's just not working in Tampa, man. That whole situation is not working. Like, you got, you got the coach blaming the quarterback in public, you know, it seems like, <laughs> which is like the audacity, right? <laughs> you know, and like every every Tom Brady supporter is on airing his ass, dog. All right. You know, so it, it's like, you know, he he's infallible to 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 people, man. And 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 to be honest, man, like it's it's not on Bruce. It's it's on him, and people point to the fact that he's thrown almost. 3,000 yards, and he's thrown, you know, 28 TDs and 68% passing. But he's also thrown seven picks in the last three, four games. Yeah. He, like, he he's playing like trash. He's not making the throws that he's normally making. And I, but you know what? He's, he's, he's showing he's 43. You know what, man? Part of that shows how washed up Brady is. But the other part shows how really Bruce Arians is a solid coach, but he might be a lot of talk because a real coach would have taken Jameis Winston, kept him, and worked with him. Because Jameis, if you if you take twelve, more so fifteen, if you can take fifteen interceptions out of that, that team probably ends up in the Super Bowl, right? Just that easy. Like you had a quarterback with the arm, and he was young. But no, and Bruce Arians wanted to go with Tom Brady. Like I, I, to be honest, man, I wouldn't have picked up Tom Brady. I really wouldn't have. But you know, this is where we are. Bruce Arians has really made his bed, and I say now, Arians, if if they are trash this year. And Tampa Bay doesn't look good next year. Arians is gone. I agree with that. I can definitely see it. Um, I think Chris Godwin gonna be gone this year anyway. Are you a free agent? Yes. Oh hell yeah, he definitely. Yeah, gone. they uh, like he was a. I want to say Godwin was a third round pick. Mm. Oh um, yeah, he about to cash in. Yeah, he's he's unrestricted dog. Let me tell you something. New York Jets, if somebody listening, please pay that something. man. The New York Jets should draft a, a quarterback and do everything they can to get Chris Godwin. 
because you have a good quarterback along with uh, Crowder as well as Godwin. But this is who you should watch out for. If Kansas City wins another championship and becomes even more desirable to play with Pat Mahomes, don't be surprised if solid wide receivers start taking pay cuts to get a ring and play for Pat because he's everything you want in a quarterback right now. And he would enhance your legacy if you kind of on that cusp. So teams like that with quarterbacks, even my my charters, Herbert is going to be the guy. Right. Herbert can fucking sling that mug, man. He's going to be desirable to play with. So this this next free agency term is going to be, dog, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see how it turns out. But I'm interested in if – I mean, do you guys even want Trevor Lawrence? I would think so. Um, so my my ideal my ideal scenario would be first of all, uh, fire Adam Gase. Oh He's got to go. He got to go. <laughs> um, fire him. You can get a second round pick for Sam Darnold. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I I would hope that they if they do trade him. They trade him to somebody worth going to, dog, because they Gase fucked him up for two years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he deserved better than what Gase gave him. So, and, and the front office, too, for that matter. Um, but I hope they sit him somewhere like like the Steelers or maybe San Francisco. Uh, preferably San Francisco. You know, he's a California kid, so right. that, that'd be cool to see him go back. But trade him for a second. Draft Trevor Lawrence, and I think we'll have like the second most cash in free agency. Um, go sign either Chris Godwin, Kenny Galladay, or Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson to to go with to go with Crowder to go with Denzel Mims. Um. Honestly, uh, draft – yeah, they could draft ATN in the second round from Clemson, too. Getting getting back to fantasy football, Ellen Robinson has carried me in several leagues. He is bankable. Like, I don't I don't think he's had less than 12 points since, since I've, you know, been playing this year. Like, he he's healthy. And he, no matter who's playing quarterback, he going to get his touches because he's the best receiver on the team. Right. Uh, you put him in in a slot and you got a dynamic receiver on the outside and you put him in in the slot, shit. Bro, yeah, it's a problem. He, he's, uh, he's only had one game where he had hit double digits. Yep. Um, and he's, he's, he's highly productive. He, he, he's very good. And he is very unhappy in that shit show of an offense. So, you know. I know I've said it on the show in the past. I'm going to bring it up again. How did you not draft Patrick Mahomes over Mitch Trubisky? How did you, first of all, how did you bid against yourself (laughs) to move up? Moved up to get the wrong guy. To get Trash Bisky. Could you imagine? Like, historically, that is a franchise who cannot pick quarterbacks correctly. 
Could you imagine if they got Pat Mahomes? Pat Mahomes, he wants to learn. Nagy is, if I'm not mistaken, he he he's really supposed to be an offensive guy, right? It's supposed to be, dog. Dude, what? And no, I can see evidence of it in the team. I can't. I can see flashes of it. That if he had a better quarterback, that team would be much better. Pat Mahomes is one of those transcendent players that turns your offense, your 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 uh, franchise around. Like if he got there and it wasn't working out, they would have fired the coach in place and found a better offensive coach for him. How do you look at tape? And say Mitch Trubisky is better than Pat Mahomes. And I saw some some of Pat Mahomes' Texas Tech stuff. The raw talent was there. He just didn't really have the team around him right. to really take advantage of it. That that is an example that lets you know racism is alive. Because <laughs> there's no way you look at tape of both of those guys and say Mitch Trubisky is gonna be better than Pat Mahomes. Dog, I don't know what the fuck they was looking at, dog. <laughs> Like, I, I uh, have you heard the story about how excited uh, Andy Reid was when they when he realized that nobody was going to draft Pat? Yeah, like he lost his shit and was like, "I need him." He, he had already been looking at Pat maybe for a year at this point, and when he realized that, like, he assumed that somebody was going to take him. When he saw Mr. Trubisky's name come up, he was like, "Oh shit." Get me that guy. He moved up to get him. Yeah, quickly. He got on the phone right then and was like, hey, what you want for this, bro? Right. Take anybody on the team. <laughs> I just need to move up, bro. But who? Don't worry about that. Just right. Just 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 do this. Yeah, man. Dog, it's it's We've seen a lot of questionable decisions being made, dog, and, you know, seeing how, how they panned out, bro. Yeah, exactly. And, and they've created some very interesting dynamic stories, dog. Do you realize Chicago probably would be shutting people out by, like, 30 points if they drafted Pat Mahomes with their defense? Yes. They'd be killing people. It'd be looking like games of Madden. Yeah, they, you know – Chicago's quarterback play has really neutralized that trade for Khalil Mack. Yes. Yeah. That first year, it 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 was a legit. It looked legit, you know. Um, but once 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 the defense, you know, kind of showed a lag, kind of slowed down, and 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 the offense had to do their part. They just just couldn't get it done, dog. And, and we see that now. Right. And, Nick Foles is obviously only good in Philadelphia. And Trubisky, <laughs> Trubisky is not good anywhere. No, he not only is he only good in Philadelphia, he's only good when Carson Wentz is, is hurt. Which is, That's when he just becomes super Mick. Right, right. So, <sighs> yeah, I ain't going to even talk about Carson this week, man. Nah, man, we can save it for next week, though. I I'm not gonna touch Philly, bro. They matter of fact, I, the whole NFL East just don't need to need to be talking. They don't. They should no longer be a part of the league. I think New York Giants are gonna end up taking their playoff spot. I really do. 
because they're playing well at the right time. Oh no, Daniel Jones just got hurt. So yeah. we back at square one. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who the hell gonna I tell you what, Washington has the best defense in their division. Yeah. And the best run game. Yes. If they can just get enough quarterback play, it'll probably be down. They um I don't I think they like one good wide receiver away. Yep. I think they want good quarterback away. I don't know. I don't well Alex Smith is is competent though. Yeah. I, I think he's shaking off, you know, the, the the rust or whatever, but um But Alex Smith is the girlfriend it's the girlfriend you get before you get married for everybody. Like they're the girlfriend that's kind of worthy of the ring. But you never give it to them, and then you find your wife right after <laughs> you get with them, and then their complaint is, "Why is it so difficult for me to find somebody to be with?" And it, it, it's not it, to make it not a sex thing. It happens to men too. So right. they're the they're the person that gets dated, and the person that they end up breaking up with. Is of going on into the next person to get married, right? Like, like that movie. Uh, is it Good Luck Chuck? I good think. Luck Chuck. Yeah. yeah, that's that's who Alex Smith is. He's Good Luck Chuck. He gets you there. He'll show you that your offense is there, right? And that's the only problem you have at this point is quarterback. And then when you swap him out, you take off. You 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 get the ring or get close to the ring. Exactly. Uh, San Francisco. By the way. San Francisco should tank. They should absolutely tank for the rest of the year and do some heavy quarterback scouting. Get somebody who's confident with a big arm, and they'll be right back in the next year. Yeah. No doubt. Or they could just send us a second-round pick for Sam Darnold and let Shanahan work his match. Yep, there you go. Either way, I'm good with it. Well, dog, I think we – uh. I think we, we we pretty much ran through everything that that really need to be touched on, man. Um, yeah. You got you got any got a final final thought for us or, or a culture shot you want to hit us with before we ease out of here? No, nah, man. I just I kind of really uh really got into it with the whole Undertaker thing, man. It was a part of my childhood, and it's just another reminder, man. Damn, dog, we we growing up. We all right. we getting up there. Uh, but it was great to see him go out with grace because I've seen so many, so many uh, wrestlers get that dishonorable discharge. Uh, or it just it's sad to see Ric Flair is an example. Hulk Hogan races ass is another example. Right. Um, Sting, I thought Sting was done when he took that bump on the turnbuckle and hurt his neck. But here he is again. I'm like, come on, man. Go out gracefully. But it is just great to see the Undertaker upright in his right frame of mind, relatively healthy considering how long he's been doing this. And he just rides off into the sunset like he always wanted to do. So shout out to Mark Calloway again, man. Good luck to you. No doubt. Um, Bye gracefully. (laughs) (laughs) So, so listen, man, I, I, I just, I just want to say, Everything is not worthy of a think piece, okay? Um, Nate fought Jake, and he lost. 
and people laughed and made memes. I, I made one that, that took off pretty pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, and and with these jokes comes backlash. Um, and I've been you know assailed with these different peoples, you know, who's mad and, and making this a an assault on Nate's blackness, on Nate's uh, manhood, on, on Nate's heart and all of that. And honestly, it wasn't. It was just all about he got his ass beat and he got laughed at. All and right. the reason why he got laughed at so bad was because of all the videos he did and all the talk and, and, and the chirping, like, listen, you cannot do all of that shit and then get manhandled the way that he did. And all of you people who's trying to make this bigger than what it is, stop. Yeah, stop it. It's just, just stop it. You, you look stupid. You sound stupid. It is stupid. Mm-hmm. This, this isn't about you know, black and white, although I will say that a black and white photo of Jake Paul standing over Nate being knocked out is in every white barbershop in America by next week. Right now, man. Probably right, right now. now. And even next week, you're right now they got it. Hey, get up. But come on, man. It, this is not about black folks not supporting black folks. And, and like everything is not that. And in this particular situation was just he he got what was coming to him. He he didn't handle his business, and now he's he's a challenge. So stop with the dumb shit. You, you, know, you look right now. But other than that, dog, you know that's 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 all. I that, that been bothering me all week, man. You know, yeah, yeah. I had to, I had to get it out. Yeah, dog. I'm glad you did, bro. But I don't know, man. Like. Let's see, 2020 is coming to a halt or it's coming to a close. Ooh, I wonder how many more think pieces we're going to get that not necessarily, I know those year-end think pieces are going to be lit. Right. Uh, I know the root is already getting their shit together and getting ready to just make something that's not a big deal a big deal. So Right. I'm just ready to get to 2021, though. Are we? You know, <laughs> a little skittish about it. I listen, man. The way, the way these last forty-seven months in twenty twenty been going, um, you can't help but look forward, bro. So that that's my that's my closing statement to everybody. <laughs> Just look sorry, forward, man. man. Be be thankful that you're still here. Thankful for what you got, and just look forward, cause. <laughs> the shit behind has been hell. All right, for real. Shit. But all right, man. So, with that being said, on behalf of my co host, Mr. Jari Thomas, on behalf of Black with No Chaser, on behalf of Black with No Chaser Sports, on behalf of myself and the Culture Sports Podcast. Uh, we thank each and every one of you for tuning in, like, shares, and comments. And unlike Nate, man, y'all stay up. <laughs> Peace. Peace.